0: Anything new that we should talk about? Maybe.
1: I don't know. I, I I was reading the New York Times this morning. They made mention of something. Made mention of something. It was out there a little bit. Something about a former president, an indictment. Big headline. It was like the end of World War II. Japan surrenders. Trump indicted. It was the happiest day I've seen in New York Times coverage in years. It's the happiest day for the MSNBC folks. Happy, happy, happy. I'm Rachel Maddow, happy, happy, happy. Trump's been indicted. The world is okay again. Manhattan DA indicts. Well, the grand jury indicts. I guess they'll unseal the indictment, read it, and he'll be arraigned probably, what, Tuesday. A big deal. And, it, it, it you know, as I'm watching this, I'm trying to have some kind of objectivity here it, it, and it's difficult because we're, we're in our nation is in such a place that there's no real place to to inhabit that allows you the objectivity because on the one hand yes nobody's above the law unless it's like I don't know people who support sanctuary cities which allows lawbreakers to live in the cities I don't know Hunter Biden unless you're on Jeffrey Epstein's client list or you know, not sure what the color you know, the the, the meaning of the word is is. And there's a whole bunch of exemptions. They're typically on the left. No one's above the law. Absolutely. But then I'm thinking in my head, kind of this Jurassic Park moment, you know, where Dr. Ian Malcolm says something about, you know, the crazy bastards did it, and they never really stopped to think whether they could make dinosaurs. They 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 didn't think if they should make dinosaurs so it's not whether or not they could indict the former president it was you know the real question is whether they should have indicted the president over this i mean of all the things he's got four lawsuits the other three are probably and we'll go through some of those the other three are probably more problematic but this one in particular looked far more specious you know, it, it wasn't a campaign donation, so it's not that. Stormy Daniels did come out and say there wasn't an affair, so it wasn't that. It, it clearly was hush money, but about one, you know, eighth of what Paula Jones was paid back in the 90s, um, which was kind of campaign because the Clintons weren't rich. It's just kind of a bizarre, through-the-looking-glass way of looking at it. And had it been almost any other DA than... A state whose attorney general, Letitia James, had swore she would go after him no matter what. Had it not been, you know, the ca- same kind of situation where Maxine Waters, once Trump was elected, said, "Make sure if you see the cabinet officials or them in restaurants or in public, make sure you know they're not welcome." Basically, inciting violence against any Trump official. And 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 I and I I try have not really written a lot about. Whenever I refer to him, I refer to him as the ex-president. I'm a policy guy. I love the policies. I think you know you lead America, strength uh, it helps bring about peace. I think that the policy positions of the Trump administration were remarkable by any measure and any standard. You can dislike what he says and said and the petty things and at the same time be 100% supportive of those agenda items. But it was clear that the political left Wants him behind bars because of it's more than just who he is. It's what he represents. He represents did represented. He was probably you know he would have had to face a Republican primary. There were a number of things that were going to happen, but instead they made him a political martyr in life. He is larger than life. Now they have made him a political martyr. They have they have they feed into everything he has said about them. That from the day he went down the escalator, they were out to get him. He. He he personifies that, and, and they embolden him by doing these things, these petty things. I mean, this DA had to really reach, reach deep to to to, to squeeze out this indictment. Now we'll see when it gets unsealed. I'm not, I'm prejudging it a little bit. But it, but it appears, all externalities and all the the folks that have said what they've said so far, it looks like it's really a reach. Leticia James couldn't get across the finish line with one, so Alvin Bragg does reach across and, and get to the finish line with an indictment. We'll see how strong it is. But all of this seems more political than legal. It seems... That that, you know, with the Russia, Russia, Russia thing with the impeachment was a fraud. that should be undone. A historical record should be corrected. The Russia thing was it wasn't it was trumped up, for lack of a better phrase. It wasn't real. Adam Schiff was wrong. He lied. He said he had all this evidence. He never did and never was held to account for what he didn't present. So the impeachments were a sham. It fed into the narrative that Trump had always said they were out to get him and they were making up stuff. They did make up stuff. They literally made up things. And that's what fed again him. It was like food to the ego and food for the base to say they are. They were out to get him from the time he came down that escalator. The entire Make America Great Again movement, it is a desire by the, the political left is absolutely terrified that that concept has weight in America today. That, that restoring American exceptionalism, that restoring capitalism to where it should be, and innovation, and restoring this kind of sense of freedom, restoring the framework of the Constitution and about our inalienable rights to be free. They, you know, someone who is personally flawed, we all are, someone who's personally flawed, a bra- uh, uh, an incessant bragging, but nonetheless driven individual who reshaped New York skyline, who, by the way, they loved until he came out as a Republican. They put him in movies, They had had, had pictures posing with him. They were everywhere, everywhere. He was friends with Oprah and all these other people. All these people loved him until he came out as a Republican. And then it was, no matter what, we must destroy this individual. And I would say this to any of you listening. And if you want to get on the conversation, feel free to do so. 704-570-1110. I should have said that. My name's Chad. I'm sitting in for Pete Callender here at News Talk 1110-993-WBT. wbt Appreciate it. Again, 704-570-1110. I have a serious belief that one of two things will happen today. A lot of people are going to be upset and want to vent that frustration or joy. I don't know. Some left-leaning. There's a lot of left-leaners that listen to this pro- broadcast that want to be a part of things. Call in. Or we're still so shell-shocked. Kind of on the week where there's a transgendered shooting and, and certain news agencies aren't even allowed to use the word transgender. Where Transgender Day of Vengeance becomes like a a transgender day of volunteerism or a transgender day of, I don't know, something. They changed it. Vigilance. Oh, it went from vengeance to day of vigilance. So because after a shooting involving a transgender, you wouldn't call it vengeance, would you? Because that was kind of what happened with the shooting. But all of that gets erased when Trump gets indicted. And so as we focus on that, as, as we look at some of that, we'll look at other issues too. I have a guest on the, the third hour that's going to be joining us. about, And I've been spending a lot of time uh, looking at, at medical-related stuff, like, not for me, but just in general about the way we look at medical treatments and stuff. The, left's, the left the left, is doing everything it can to break the system bad, badly enough with rules and regulations to the point that we give up and say, yes, we want socialized one-payer, one-size-fits-all medicine. We want to do the broken thing that England did. But in the shadow of Trump's indictment, or pending indictment, I guess the, the jury has to unseal it, and he'll be arraigned, I think, Tuesday, like I said, is what does it mean for the rest of us? What does it mean for everyone else? Because they've been wrong, and, and I want you to think about this. Now, John, welcome to the show. you got a few things on your mind. Welcome. What's going on?
2: Hey, um, I just had an idea that I don't think is any crazier than anything else that's ever happened. But what if Trump were to become a Democrat? <laughs> and he was like for that. a while
1: <laughs> they loved him when he was a democrat
2: right and but if he officially uh his affiliation most of the republicans would still be with him and probably half the Pro-
1: probably it, it's funny he could change it an affiliate he could do it i i, I don't no, I mean, I think that's interesting that we had a, a small version of this in the Wilmington area where a very active LGBTQ activist who was in the Senate, Julia Bozeman, was in the North Carolina Senate and went to Wilmington. When she started getting in trouble, she switched parties, right? When, when everything was going to go sideways, on her, she switched parties, and the Republican Party just rejected her. I uh, said, we don't want her. <laughs> Nobody wanted her. And so it, it kind of went away. But, it, you know, you never know what Trump's going to do. That's part of the issue. You know, we know what he stands for. But we don't know what he'll do. We we know how he would react in a foreign policy crisis. We know how he would react. We do, we saw it with NATO. We saw it with the Russians. We saw it with China. We, we have seen it on the border. We have seen it with with the economy. We've seen the way he acts. It's predictable. So, but but it, with what he's going to say and how he's going to say it, you never know. So, I, you know what? I don't. You said something when you first got on it's no crazier than any other idea so i I don't think it's going to happen but it's no crazier than anything else
2: no it sure would be fun to watch
1: (laughs) john i appreciate the call man thank you yes sir so ray welcome to the show what the heck's on your mind today hello Chad. how you doing i am fantastic ambivalent but fantastic
2: yes i uh had a comment to make uh, I use myself as sort of the barometer for all Trump voters uh, think of myself as that maybe wrong maybe right but when I heard this indictment might be coming down two or three weeks ago uh, and even before that I've kind of had a few little doubts about voting for Trump because it might be wasting my vote but when I heard it it had actually come down yesterday it just shocked me or something and steeled my resolve that, you know, Ray, I am going to vote for him because he's the only man that can this stuff out. And I'm, I'm thinking maybe millions of other Trump voters, previous Trump voters that were thinking the way I was might be thinking the same way I am right now. So what do you think?
1: Well, I think it's an interesting thought. So let, let's step back from that, because I think you, you've, you've packed a lot into a very straightforward thought. And, and essentially what you're saying is, hey, you know, I didn't know where I was going to be on this, but now that they've done this, I am absolutely 100% going to vote for this guy because I see the political persecution that's happening and the absurdity of all this. And and there are, there are certainly some polls that bear that out. I've looked at a number of them. There are people that are digging in. They see the political persecution for what it is. Here's the question is... Who the Democrat nominee would be? Will it be Biden? And and would any of the folks that voted for Biden cross over and vote for Trump if that was the matchup? We don't know. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of buyer's regret uh, with Biden. I think that, that his poll numbers bear that. out. he's at 38 percent, depending on which poll you look at. It's, it's horrifically bad numbers. And there are people, even Democrats, are extremely not thrilled about the prospect of a second term of a Biden presidency. So his support is soft. I think that's why you see Gavin Newsom creating an organization to go into red states and try to make some headway. You see that they see blood in the water. Uh, and I think, again, I think you you said a lot with what you said. So can he? We saw Ron DeSantis come out very strong. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, likely presidential nominee. Nom- uh, Contender is out there saying, "Look, if they want to indict him, that's great, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna work against the extradition of him to New York." Now, Trump has said he'll go to New York and face this because I think all of this kind of works to Trump's base in a way. He's going to fight it. He's 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 portrayed himself as a victim. He has been, and in fact, I wrote in my notes, you've never seen an individual this maligned, this consistently, this long. I don't know of anyone that could have withstood the kind of attacks and scrutiny that this individual has withstood since he came <laughs> down the escalators that day and can you can you imagine anyone like that no, I no. Can't. it's astounding yeah. to me so i do think that a lot of people are going to dig in i do think that that it's going to it's going to solidify a lot of people for him. The question is, will it solidify more? Will he grow that base? Because the, the, the Make America Great Again base is what it is. There are a lot of conservatives that will vote that way. But will he be able to grow the base? And by the way, there are three other investigations that literally have more worth. This one is one of the most worthless I've ever seen. But the other investigations could have. There's one in Georgia. I think there's another one in, in, in New York. There's some that could be problematic. But, man, I, I appreciate your call. I appreciate you being a part of the broadcast, and appreciate you listening.
2: Okay, Ray? Yes, sir. Thanks for taking the call.
1: Always. It's Friday, and and the listeners are uh, whenever I'm guest hosting, the listeners are going to come first. Pete has a great audience. The WBT audience is great. You want to get into the conversation? It's 704 seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten. So those local calls five seven zero eleven ten. You know the, the the producers there put you right in the front of the line. Uh, Bernie and Chris and all of them they'll just they'll just Get you right in, and we we appreciate those calls and, and everyone being a part of the broadcast. Now, but I think to to both John and Ray's point, they are they are illustrating how many people see this without a high degree. It, in other words, we see it with a degree of skepticism. Number one, number two, it looks very politically motivated, and because of those two things, it has somewhat of a sham system with it when you look at you know hunter biden measuring crack cocaine on a scale with hookers in the background and an illegal gun and everything and denying that it existed now admits it and no there are no consequences for hunter biden and you look at you know epstein's list and that's still not exposed trump's indicted before epstein's list is exposed you you start wondering you know you have a former president that went with the i don't it depends on what your definition of the word is is defense All of this stuff kind of adds up to it does look like a two-tiered system, doesn't it? It looks like a two-tiered justice system. And it wasn't like Alvin Bragg was some kind of non-political DA. He was extremely political.
0: This was this is and that's why it looks like a political banana republic witch hunt kind of thing all right are you prepared for a disaster do you need some advice are you looking for military surplus that's real well for more than three decades the answer has been old grouch's military surplus in downtown Clyde it is an old school traditional store it's got a mix of modern and vintage items see my friend Tim he'll hook you up he gets new stuff in all the time American made because it's real military surplus camo shirts hats customized dog tags gear Old Grouches on Main Street, downtown Clyde, across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. The shop is open Monday through Saturday and all the time at oldgrouch.com.
1: Talking about Trump, I am going to get into some of the the, the Manhattan DA situation. This is uh, there are people that are trying to make it about race. I mean, in fact, one of these stories that is that I linked is, you know, why why it's it's why it's significant that a black lawyer is charging Trump. And you have to ask yourself, what in the actual hell does that have to do with anything? It is it is completely insignificant. That this is when I when I tell you the political left likes to break us into as many groups as possible and then throw us at each other, there's nothing significant about it. It shouldn't be. It's significant that a Democrat of one party, an active Democrat in one party, is going after the front runner for a presidential race in the other party. Now the political left would say, well, nobody's above the law. And we're like, well, okay, but you guys kind of set the bar low on that one with both Bill Clinton and Epstein and Hunter Biden. You kind of set the bar a little low, Nancy. You you, kind of did. In fact, Nancy tweeted that, Pelosi tweeted out today, and it was corrected. It was actually corrected by many media that Donald Trump has an opportunity to prove his innocence. If you think about that, the former Speaker of the House is saying that an American facing a criminal charge has the opportunity to prove innocence. That's not the way the system works, defender of the Constitution, Nancy Pelosi. It's you have the presumption of innocence, not the presumption of guilt. But so I see these kind of stories. So a listener and and I I wish I had caught it, but I I have to give credit credits to a listener actually wrote me in a break and said, hey, Chad, did you know know, they, they appreciate you subbing? Very nice, and Dave. I'll just give you a shout out there. I won't mention your whole name, but Dave had, had mentioned said, and I, well, here's what I want to read you. So I'm going to read headlines from a, a, a website. All of these headlines come from one website, and and I want to know if you notice anything significant about it. I'll I'll give it away because this is not this is not like a trivia pursuit. It's not Final Jeopardy. Here's some of the headlines. Um, that, well, the major headline at, across the top of the screen is. What we know about the Trump indictment. Then there's a story. Nothing in American history approaches the tumult of charging and possible trial of a former president. Another headline. Trump faces more than 30 counts related to business fraud, according uh, to a source. He expected to appear, in course, on Tuesday, court on Tuesday as the first former president charged. Another one. Here's how Trump reacted to his indictment, according to a lawyer. Another headline. Wolf. Uh, Well, actually, I kind of gave it away a little bit, but this is uh, a host challenges Pence on Trump indictment. Another one. uh, Michael Cohen describes how he thinks Trump is handling the indictment. And I can go through a couple more headlines and I get on. Let's go deeper on the website and get to national news. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow won her case. Here's what she said to the man who sued her. And then another one. International news. Moscow rejects truce proposed by Belarus. Lushchenko, Lushchenko. So I go down deeper in the website. I'm like, okay, let's look for other stories. Jennifer Aniston says a whole generation finds friends offensive. Then there's stuff there, and you got to go down deeper. And uh, uh, the best products tested, popular carpets, Michelle Obama. I'm looking all through this. I'm going down deeper and deeper. The the Pope to be discharged from the hospital. Uh, DeSantis teases more to come. So I'm looking and looking and looking. What am I not seeing? This is a, a leading news website. And I I, I went through every single story, even the headlines across the top. Trump indictment, Ukraine, U.S. storms, Gwyneth Paltrow, women's final four, Aaron Judge. I go through all this is what is not mentioned there. There is not one single mention of the transgender shooting incident in Nashville. That is a big story. And it's because you can't. They they just can't. Here's here's another one. I, that, that, so that's CNN at CNN. Thanks to the listeners. I appreciate the listeners making uh, these kind of things. They notice. They notice. Notice. And, and and appreciate them noticing. So so this is another story, and I, I had seen it, but I thought it was kind of odd. So I because I go through a lot of different websites, and I want to go through the Real Clear Politics one. You can follow along if you want to. It's kind of like the preacher at the front. Now you can follow along in your Bibles if you brought them in. But this is just, I looked at this website, and I was kind of amazed that they had scrubbed their website and their news from this. And it says, CBS News is reportedly ordering staff not to use the term transgender to describe the shooter responsible for Monday's horrific shooting at a private Christian school in Nashville that left six dead. Now, a lot of the protesters are using the phrase seven because they consider the transgender perpetrator of the crime as a victim. Police identified the shooter as a 28-year-old transgender and did not rule out that gender identity may have been a factor in a manifesto that was left behind. But network executives issued a memo to employees urging them to stay away from such coverage, according to the New York Post. The shooter's gender identity has not been confirmed by CBS News. As such, we should avoid any mention of it, as it has no known relevance to the crime. Should that change, we can and will revisit. That's the memo from CBS News executives to the staff. Now, think about it. You have a news agency that's, that is trusted by many in the country that is being told to omit part of the story. Do you remember when the New York Post released the Hunter Biden laptop story and everyone vote, moved to suppress and not cover that? And if you – you don't have to wonder. We know. if This is one of the serious problems in America. We don't trust our news sources, and we're given reason not to trust them every day. They're gleeful about the Trump – pending Trump indictment. They're gleeful about that. But a transgender shooting that is germane, it may be very germane to the case. And that's not a judgment. That's a fact. It may be germane to the case. There may be serious, it appears that there are serious mental health issues related here. What if it is? What if it is that? What if the fact is that this this particular individual had several mental health issues on board, purchased weapons, people were aware of that, and, 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 and it looked like there were suicidal thoughts and other things that were public, excuse me, not suicidal, certainly depression. That's many of the news coverage have mentioned a, an acknowledgement of depression. But no, leave that out. Leave all of this out of the story that could save a life somewhere else. And then the political left changes National Day of Vengeance, which was the plan, to vigilance, to a National Day of Vigilance. And, and unbelievable way, and this is the way they just switch, move things around, and that that to me shows me you don't have credibility. Remember, it was global warming before it was climate change. Climate change more palatable. You, you change, you have to change because it's all about the sell. The, the the sale, you're trying to close the deal. So instead of reporting news, which is what, and and that's probably my single largest criticism of news today. Having been in journalism a long time ago, and, and in many instances, I guess being a talk show host, at least I'm honest, I'm a conservative talk show host. I have conservative beliefs. I look through things with a conservative lens, but, and I tell people this all the time, you challenge, you, what you should do to be responsible is challenge your own beliefs every day. Challenge yourself. Is this belief based in just my emotion, or is it based in some kind of measurable way of looking at things? I'm a capitalist. Why am I a capitalist? Because I like innovation. Capitalism breeds innovation. Government does not. I believe that capitalism gives us iPhones. I believe that capitalism makes things cheaper, better, faster, stronger, more efficient, higher quality of life, longer lifespans. So many different aspects of capitalism are amazing. America is a capitalist nation founded by people who took risk from all over the world and came here, big risk to come here, especially on wind-driven ships that could be eaten by sea monsters and climate change. Climate changed a lot. Well, the weather did when they were coming across. But those were people who took great risk at great peril to come here. So those are things. So I challenge my belief. Did this story, would this have been better if government had done it? Did government have a solution here that worked? Did, Did it work? Did Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, did they work? No, they didn't work. They've never met what people expected of them. Social Security was never designed to be what it is today. It was designed to kind of be there just in case you live that long. And when lifespans got longer, they didn't change the age. We should be collecting Social Security in our seventies now. Oh, that sounds. Oh, you're, you're wanting to hurt all those seniors. No, I don't want my government to be. I don't want government should never be the group that that has compassion. It should be dispassionate. Oh, you're chad You think it ought to be mean, it ought to kill people no i want government out of things i want it out of my life i want i want people to be able to live their life pursue their dreams and if they're not hurting other people do whatever the hell they want to not complicated not complicated but challenge yourself and that applies to media media challenge yourself challenge your own beliefs don't just drink the kool-aid don't be a perpetual victim don't per, don't perpetuate victimhood. Victimhood isn't what made this country great, by the way. It was overcoming victimhood that made it great. Civil Rights Challenge was about overcoming victimhood. Everything that made this country great is about overcoming being victims. It's about empowering individuals, individuals empowering themselves. I'm Chad Adams, sitting in for Pete Callender on this beautiful day. It's always a joy, pleasure to be a part of things here at WBT News Talk 111099.3. Great station, great audience, great staff. It's just that kind of day, and we've been talking about the Trump, in, the pending Trump indictment, and he, you read about how everybody wants to make it something. So I'm reading through so re, the real clear. Th- there's a, a group of websites that are all connected. They are ways to put you know kind of information together. They they assemble it, put it. It's it's like a version of Drudge without the drudgery of Drudge. So you look at this whether it's Real Clear Politics, energy, health, religion, any of them, and they they assemble stories based around that topic from all over different news sources. So if you go to Real Clear Politics, you kind of get a sense for how the left and right is portraying. You see the headlines; they just throw the headlines at you, and you can click on them and whatever. Um, so I, I'm reading through them. You know, the first one from the New York Times: A president faces prosecution, and a democracy is tested. Yeah. I think our democracy has been tested in other ways. This one, I, I think people are trying to sell things, but the next one, welcome to the era of police state politics in America from the Federalists. Not surprising, Federalist leans right. Then over to MSNBC, Trump's indictment shows no one is above the law, except for the people we mentioned earlier in the broadcast. Alvin Bragg's malicious prosecution. That's from Spectator World. Not surprising, Spectator right leaning. So you're seeing this this amalgamation of people And the sad reality is that a lot of people will go to a site like this and they will only read that which they agree with. There's no validity to the other side. There's not. It's just a way to to look at the world, the way I want to see it, the way I agree with it, and there's no other way to look at it. Only the beginning, Trump will face more indictments. That's from the LA Times. Are red states ready to wage lawfare against Democrats? In other words, this is an interesting perspective because it is essentially making the case okay, you right-leaning attorneys, okay, you right-leaning district attorneys and prosecutors, it's time for you to take the gloves off and start indicting people for, the, for your political based on politics. It's time to go after the Bidens more aggressively. It's time to go after Pelosi and Kamala and all the rest of the – Chuck Schumer and all the rest of them. It's a scary Banana Republic way of looking at things. But that is the way many people on the right feel about what's going on right now. They see this Letitia James thing in New York. They see Alvin Bragg. They see this, this overwhelming. Now, the left would say, see, he's a criminal. He's a rich guy. Let's go after him. Let's take his money. That's the way they look. They, they feel entitled to, first of all, they feel entitled to his earn, earnings. They feel entitled to destroy him because they don't like him. If you don't like someone, it's okay to go after them it's it's more about that than than crimes that he's committed. I mean the hush payment thing is is not it's it's a weak case at best. Our uh right exploits shooting to escalate anti-trans rhetoric. And and people say that and no it's part of it's part of what happened. I'm sorry for you folks on the left. But the entire trans issue is one that is not settled. It is not a settled issue. There are and 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 regardless of what you folks want to on, on Facebook and elsewhere where you've got 56 different sexes, there's two. There's two. There's two. You can want to say it, and you can you can believe anything you want to. You can believe that frogs can talk. You can believe it. But it's going to be really uncomfortable. It's going to be like giving birth to a flaming porcupine for you folks if you want to think there's more than two sexes because it's just not true. And the transgender issue, there are a lot. There's a lot wrapped up in there. And if you believe in trans... Transitioning a seven-year-old—you're sick. You're mentally—you're mentally sick. Left-wing violence chic. Victor Davis Hanson, great writer, good stuff over at American Greatness. Republicans really are the party of the working class. There's people that are trying to change the narrative. The life of Chicago depends on this vote. Yes, Elon Musk, Twitter chaos came calling for me. Warnings unheeded, threaten fundamental freedoms. But then it gets right back. It starts to, as you get to the end of the the curated story, so to speak. Trump indictment presents America with clear choice. And that's at the Atlantic. The Atlantic hates Trump. Good writing, left-leaning journalism. Donald Trump indictment sets historical marker from the Wall Street Journal. If Trump is – and it's hard to separate Trump the person from Trump the caricature that the media has created of him. I mean I was – and I remember in 2016 I had the the, the ability and and, and the fortune – I I think I was the only uh, individual in North Carolina that interviewed Donald J. Trump on Election Day in 2016. This is on my show at the time. We interviewed him, and I'll tell you off off and I've met him a few times off camera and away from the lights and microphones. You would find it very interesting the dynamic of him, and and it, it always and people that I knew that knew Hillary and we we if you compared notes, Hillary Clinton publicly tries to to seem likable but she just isn't but in private she's really not that likable she's horrendously bad to staff she screams yells it's profanity laced stuff it's it's drinking it's a lot of other things but trump away from the limelight is actually a guy that feels more comfortable with someone in the trenches and what i mean in the trench i'm talking about laying cement or foundations or plumbers or electricians or trades i'm saying someone who feels more comfortable with everyday americans than, than boardrooms and lots of wealthy people. He's not, he's that way. I, I know it's hard to, to hear this probably for many people. Very different than the public persona. He's a very down to earth. It's weird. And I met Eric and Don Jr., uh, those individuals. And, and having interviewed, Eric Trump lived in North Carolina for a long time. He and his wife, Laura, lived down in Wilmington. And nice but typical neighbors for a lot of folks in their neighborhood. She was very active in in uh, animal animal shelters and things of that nature no-kill facilities, and listening to them, they're very down to earth. And I said, you know, one of the questions I had for Eric Trump was, what was it like to be raised in that house? You had lots of money. You know, you think, how, how come you weren't in the news like the Paris Hilton and, and her sister Nikki? Why weren't you in the news like Lindsay Lohan and all these other people that were of your generation, of your time? And he said, "It's it, it a great answer. Never forget it. It's really hard to get in trouble when you're tired. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, because when we got out of school, we had to go to a job site. We were we were a we were a builder, we were a building family. We built things. So we're in the process of building things. We had to go to job sites. We had to learn everything about the business from the time we were young. We were tired. We were exhausted. We went to bed when we got home. And that's fascinating. The value system that those kids were raised with kept them out of trouble and kept them from being spoiled and narcissistic and self-centered and all about them. So it's just uh, just sharing that is an anecdotal thing about about the Trumps themselves, but the the persecution is palpable, and it's beyond just the legal they want to use every mechanism possible to destroy this family to just I mean and, and look at the way his wife was treated Melania it, it was it, and I and this is the most I've probably talked about Trump since I've been on the air in, in ever. But seeing what happened yesterday kind of prompted it. Again, you want to get on the conversation, five seven zero eleven ten five seven zero eleven ten. You can be part of that conversation. We're going to kick things off here at the top of the hour and come back. Second hour, getting ready to be underway. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.